Jones steps up. Ricketts is at the high point. Jones. Aromaterio has a lane. Nicholas Aromaterio, the shot. Scores! Holy jumping! The Italian stallion puts the puck in the back of the net. Mamma mia, Nicholas Aromaterio! Callum Jones for Potts. At the blue line, kept in by the skate of Thomas Maya. Maya. Down low on the half course, he swings out of the slot for Potts. Kyle Potts has it. Hangs on. Now he shoots. Scores! Holy jumping! How do you do? Kyle Potts puts the puck in the back of the net. Blocked that shot. And coming the other way is Alton McDermott. He's in on the breakaway. Scores! Holy jumping! His grandfather, Paul Henderson, must be ecstatic about that one because Alton McDermott just scored his first career Buckland Cup final playoff goal. Has been close. The Dukes are in the Oakville zone. Zone Elvis swung that around. The Blades are trying to tie this puck up. It goes into the corner. The Blades have a chance to get this out. Elvis will tie it up. Ten seconds. Gilmore has it at the point. It's in, tips, just wide, seven seconds, it's back in the corner, Ewing's rocking, three, two, one, the Oakville Blades, oh, Holy jumping, Blades win, Blades win, Blades win. The Oakville Blades are Buckland Cup champions. You're watching Mamma Mia, this is Fire Talk with Nicholas Fiore. Welcome back, everybody, to episode number 32 of Mamma Mia! This is Fire Talk. I'm Nicholas Fiore, the Oakville Blades play-by-play -play broadcaster. And on this edition of the show, I am joined by Tristan Lennox, the goaltender for the Saginaw Spirit in the OHL. Tristan, thanks for joining, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. My pleasure. Absolutely. I um, mean, you're not just, you know, the Saginaw goaltender. You're eligible for the 2021 NHL entry draft. Has, has that wording sunk in yet? Yeah, I mean, sometimes when it, when I hear it, it kind of I kind of get a bit nervous, and uh, you know, leading up to it, it's coming quickly. Like, I mean, I feel like I just got into the OHL last year, so um, it's it's come come quickly, and I can't wait for it. Well, absolutely. I mean, you're you're young, right? Oh, two. You're 18 years old, so you know, saying that you're eligible for the NHL draft is probably like, wow, what's what's happening? I mean, I, I spoke to Cole Perfetti; he just got drafted by Winnipeg 10th overall in the latest draft. Um, and he, he was the same thing. It's like, yeah, it just, it's just like a surreal thing to say all the hard work, right. That's led up to this moment, even though you're still only 18, but to get to the moment and being drafted, it's pretty special, isn't it? For sure. Yeah. I mean, it's everything everyone dreams about when they're growing up playing hockey, just uh, getting your name called and being a part of an actual organization. So um, yeah, I can't wait. Absolutely. You, um, I know you a little bit from, you know, your brand for 99ers days. I remember calling some of your games when with the Oakville blades, uh, when you came to the 16 mile at the Wayne Gretzky sports center, um, you're only with Brantford for 11 games, right? Uh, four and yep. seven there. Brantford is a, is a developing, a developing team. Uh, we can say <laughs> just over the years, right. Um, getting your feet wet type of thing. Um, and then you went, you went to Saginaw 15 games in the 18, 19 season, what was it like going up and down OJHL to the OHL? Yeah, I mean, um, my first year, I, I started with SAG for about, uh, I don't even know if it was a month, but then I came down to Brantford and um, everyone there was so good in helping me. And 
um, you know, kind of treating me like, like a pro and, um, you know, day in and day out, we'd always practice hard, no matter if we'd get out shot 60 to 10 the last night. So um, we'd, we'd always do the right things. And I think it, it's a great organization there. So it, it did help me going into play in Saginaw and um, behind Ivan Prozvatov. And um, we obviously had a great team there. So it was tough as a 16 year old to kind of play and um, do as well as you can with all the big guys around you, but it was good. And um, yeah, I wouldn't yeah absolutely and you know the the thing is though when you're when you're going up and down it could be it could be one of those um like things okay i gotta i gotta worry about playing this type of team in the o in the ojhl but then worrying about playing this type of team in the ojhl there I and mean, the ohl i should say so how how different for you was it um the different style of play between both leagues yeah, I think there's um, obviously a bit of difference in speed and um, just maturity, I guess I, I should say is like you got first rounders coming against you every night um, on other teams. And um, that's not a knock against the OJ. It's obviously development league and uh, it's really good for what it does. And but I think, um, yeah, I think just in the OHL, you got guys like Perfetti and um, Suzuki and uh, just guys like that that are always coming coming against you every night so it's it's tough absolutely um also in the 2018-19 season you represented your country uh at the Halinka Canada under 17 uh team white it was a world under 17 hockey challenge I should say first and then the Halinka but at the world uh under 17 challenge with team white you played you lost in the quarterfinals you played three games you were two and oh yourself how how crazy is it uh, to represent your country at no matter what level yeah, I think it's it's obviously one of uh, a big dreams um, for hockey players growing up to throw on the Canadian jersey and, and represent your country. Um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't um, say a bad thing about anything um, that they did for us. And uh, it was just a great experience all in all. Too bad we, we lost in the shootout there. But um, at the U18s, we, we ended up making it to the, to the gold medal game. And um, unfortunately, I couldn't play because I was injured. But it was a uh, it was a good run, and unfortunately, we uh, ended up losing, but it was good. You played in the Halinka Gretzky as well as mentioned. Uh, three games played, you're three and zero there. So for Canada, you're five and zero. It's pretty good, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. But yeah. Um, speaking of Canada, you were also invited to the World Junior Selection Camp um, this past World Juniors. Let's first talk about the overall experience. Um, obviously, a little bit different, a COVID style experience. It was a bubble and so on and so forth. But for you, how honored were you to even get the call, one of five goaltenders to get the call um, and the overall experience for you being at the selection camp? It was awesome. Um, I mean, I wouldn't obviously um, want to be cut in any circumstances, even though um, it's it's a tough situation. But I think just just going there and having all, all these first-round guys around you and studs and um, that are going to play in the NHL in a couple of years. It's, it's a bit of a um, eye opener, I should say. And um, just seeing all the guys that um, you're competing with on a daily basis and how much you got to put in the work to, to stay at that level is, is um, pretty crazy, but yeah, it was great. I wouldn't um, say a bad thing about it. You know, you, you played with, well, you played with, you went, you went with the likes of uh, Dylan Cousins there, Bowen Byram, who are now making, you know, NHL debuts and, and, and in the league months, weeks 
you know, Quinton Byfield after Cole Freddie after the, you know, after the tournament, right? Um, how yeah. crazy is that to see? Like, okay, I was just with them a few weeks ago, and then now they're in the NHL. Yeah, it's it's an eye opener. It's it's pretty crazy to to just see um, guys that you were just playing against finally cracking the NHL lineups, and um, it's it's exciting to see for sure. And I'm I'm really happy for those guys. Absolutely. Um, hey, man, one of five goalies this year. Maybe yeah. you'll be on the team next year, right? You never know. You gotta yeah, keep, yeah. Gotta keep Hopefully on working hard, right? Exactly. Yeah. How um how how have you been working hard during during this off time? Obviously, COVID has put in a damp uh, dampen on a lot of things, but a lot lot of COVID workouts, isn't there? Oh yeah, for sure. Like we, I remember at the quarantine in Team Canada, we were uh, working out in our hotel rooms and uh, got a little steamy in there sometimes, but it was good all in all. Absolutely. Um, have you have you heard anything about the OHL and the OHL's return to play? If there is anything. Yeah, like I think um, there was a bunch of set dates, but they kept on getting canceled, unfortunately. But um, yeah, we haven't heard anything yet towards uh, the season starting up again. But I hope it does because we got a good shot at winning. Absolutely. Yeah, you guys were well. You guys were pretty decent last year, right? Right with the spirit. Um, and obviously, yeah. you know, it's funny because both Saginaw and Flint took like a next step last season. Meanwhile, now when this could have been both of your seasons. COVID yeah. happened, but hey, it, it happened to, to everyone, right? Um, I haven't been in a rink in almost uh, one year. So it's yeah. uh, last time I was at the rink actually was in Brantford when the Blades played Brantford first round of the playoffs last season. So it's just it's just crazy to think, right? But um, you know, you have to you have to work hard and you have to get to it. What um speaking of working hard, you obviously have to work hard in Brantford to obviously, you know, get the eye of the spirit um in Saginaw to say, okay, we're gonna we're going to sign this kid. We're going to give him a shot. He's going to be our goaltender. Um, do you think the Brantford 99ers or even the OJHL Junior A in general set you up for the OHL and Saginaw on the next level? For sure. I think um, going down to the OJ was one of the best things that happened to me that year. And um, just, you know, being able to, as a 16-year-old, you're going into the OHL as a goalie. You're not going to start. Like, no, I don't think it's happened for – for a while um but it's it's definitely a different experience when you're not playing and it's tough you kind of lose confidence in yourself a bit and uh, wonder if you if you can play at that level so I think going down to the OJ and um I, th I played every game that I was there and um just getting confidence and um getting a lot of shots and staying busy is is good and um uh, that was great for me for sure absolutely you went to uh Saginaw Spirit full full time in the 2019-2020 season, 33 games, great 33 games played, easy for me to say. 20 wins, eight losses, three ties. Um 3.63 GAA, not bad, and a 0.867 save percentage, but it's not, it's the matter of getting the playing time and, and getting games in. I mean, 20 game 20 wins in 33 games is pretty good. Did you feel like at your young age you had a home in Saginaw? You felt comfortable, you felt you felt comfy. It's as simple as that. And you shined every game for the most part. Yeah, I think um, obviously uh, being drafted by Saginaw, I, I wasn't overly ecstatic about it and um, was kind of iffy about going and um, what was going to be the next steps. But right from right after they drafted me, they they brought me down and, um, you know, paid for me staying in a hotel. And we just got to uh, go around the city and, and view the facilities and stuff like that. And everything there is top notch. Like, you don't understand how much 
um, time and effort that uh, the owners and all the staff there have, have spent on um, everything around the facilities and stuff, but it's just great. It's, it's pro culture for sure. And um, I wouldn't change a thing and I can't wait to be there for the rest of my OHL career. I was going to say, like, I would say at least more than half, maybe a couple are not, maybe you can call like top notch, not organization wise, but like even facility and complex wise. But for the most part, it's, it's crazy to think, but you know, the OHL does put, does put money into, into you guys and into the kids and make sure you are in that like professional environment moving uh, on, you know, because after the OHL, it's either maybe NCAA, USHL, or even like uh, the, the, the draft, right? Right into the NHL. So how important is it for the younger kids, even coming up, even though you're still young, um, you know, that are in AAA, uh, you know, AA and all that, wanting to make the OHL to tell them that, no, it's it honestly is a, a professional environment almost no matter where you are. Yeah, like every every arena we've been to and um, in the in the league is always, you know, their their one of their staff members comes over and kind of puts us in our assistant locker room and stuff like that. And cities let us skate um, on their on their ice uh, before games on the road. And um, yeah, it's just I mean, honestly, you don't understand what it's like until you, you get there. Like it's 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 so cool. Just uh the way that they treat you and uh, how uh, everything's just given to you. Other than your home barn, what's your favorite barn to play in in the O? I think I play my best in Flint, actually, but that's that's <laughs> probably not my favorite spot to play. I would probably say um, Kitchener or Guelph, just a just a hometown game, and um, I love I love playing in front of my family. Yeah, I've been to both uh, the Odd and the the uh, Sleeman Center for. When I was with the Brampton Bombers five years ago in the GOJ. Okay. They're good, uh, good, good spots over there. Um, yeah. listen, Tristan, you know, you know, you have, you have an, an opportunity, right. To get drafted in, into the NHL and a lot of kids, you know, in Canada, really in the States, all over the world, you know, that play hockey, have that opportunity, but as a goaltender, I feel like it's harder. I mean, I'm, I've been a soccer rep competitive goalie for who knows how long now, but it, it's, it's tough. It's tough to, you know, crack the number one and, and even be a top two, three in a system when you have a lot of depth for you, you know, you, you are either ranked in a way one to three um, in the top goaltenders that could be going in the 2021 uh, NHL draft entry draft behind Jesper Wallstead um, and Sebastian Cossa, who is your teammate, I believe, right. With Canada. Yeah. Um, so how, how crazy is that, that, you know, you and one of your former teammates with a national team, um, a youth national team can be drafted top three. And, you know, do you really care where you go? If it's one, two, three, you just want to get in the show. Yeah. I think uh, me and Kosa were, we were roommates at U17s and we'd always talk about, cause we were the only late births on our team, except for um, Owen power, I think, but we would talk about um, getting drafted and uh, just how cool it would be. And, um, stuff like that but it'd be pretty crazy for sure to see a guy that um, I played with and uh, got to know go go in the draft and um, I think I, I don't really have hope like I don't want to say oh yeah I want to go first round or else I'm going to be mad but uh, that's definitely not the case and I'm just I'm just looking to get drafted anywhere would be would be great and a uh, dream come true for sure three different uh, draft rankings going down 
and they have you slotted as 45 to 71. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, that's pretty high for a goaltender, right? So good for you in that sense. But how, how hard is it as a goaltender to put in that extra work? Like I said, there's only limited spots on a roster. It's like, do you have to do almost a little more extra than, you know, a top six forward, you know, a defenseman and a skater? Not in that sense, but in a sense where there's so much limited spots, I really have to shine when I get the opportunity, don't I? Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, that was my mindset in my rookie year the whole time was just, um, you know, not to, not to take Ivan's job, but that was kind of the mentality I kind of went into games with is I'm going to take your job and healthy competition, um, right? Yeah, exactly. And, um, obviously he's a great goalie and he's, he's going to play in the NHL one day, but, um, it was, it was good mentality for me and it just fired me up for games. Like, cause I wanted to prove to people that I wasn't, um, just a backup goalie. How cool would it be though, to be the first goalie drafted in the draft? That'd be pretty Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'd be awesome. It'd be awesome. Absolutely. Um, Who's, who's the, the guy you look up to, the goalie you look up to, or even if it's a player, uh, past, present in the NHL, that you kind of idolize your game around? Um, I mean, I like to take things from, from all, the, all the guys that um, I enjoy watching, like Carey Price, uh, Vasilevsky, um, UC Saros, and uh, Carter Hart. I think those guys just, um, their demeanor to the game and um, – the, the will to get better every day is just um, top notch. And that's why they've been on top of it. The, they're on top of the game or they've been on top of the game for a while. And um, it's just, it's just cool to watch those guys uh, compete every, every day. So, you know, a G GTA Ontario kid, are you, uh, are, is your dream team the Leafs or no? Who's your dream team? <laughs> um, yeah. I think the being drafted by the Leafs would be pretty cool, obviously, but um you know, I, like I said, I'm just, I'm just hoping to, to get drafted. I'll be happy and uh, with that, whatever team and they'll become my new favorite. So. Yeah, exactly. And then all the, all the gear, all the gear to head to toe, right? There you go. Yeah, seriously. Um, favorite OHL moment, Tristan, uh, first win, first shutout, first call up, uh, first rob, first robbery. What's, uh, <laughs> what's the, uh, what's your favorite OHL moment to date? Um. I think I'd probably say just, um, you know, I, I don't think first win or first shutout. I, I would probably say um, being with, being with the boys with, for the first, um, for the first actual um, playoff run that, that we, that Saginaw's had in, in uh, history. So um, it was, it was pretty cool to, you know, uh, be as a 16 year old just seeing all the top guys you got on your team like tipper um fats uh, bodie wild guys like that it's just uh just crazy to see and and um it was fun to fun to be a part of for sure and when i got called on into that game uh, because i got suspended it was uh pretty cool pretty cool experience for sure so that would have to be it absolutely um like like mentioned a few times eligible for the 2021 NHL entry draft. Um, what do you, uh, other than being drafted, what are you most looking forward to about the entire process? Let's hope it doesn't get pushed to 2022 as the NHL said that they, you know, they want to do that. Maybe not a bad thing for you. You could play in the OHL maybe another year and develop some more, but needless to say, as I digress, what, uh, what are you most looking forward to in, in, you know, the overall draft experience? Yeah, I think um, just, just being able to be a part of it, just being one of the guys that um, 
are looking to get their name called on on that day is is going to be pretty cool and um yeah i think just just being there and being able to to be a part of it's going to be pretty awesome and um also just it's time to it's time to get to work after that you gotta 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 work it a little extra harder so i'm also looking forward to that i have to throw this in here how much credit you got to give to rutsy <laughs> if any rutsy, right if any yeah rutsy gets all of it rutsy gets all the credit uh garrett rutledge if you don't know rutsy the assistant and video coach of the saginaw spirit as well shout out to uh rutsy both of our Good friends. Um, listen, Tristan, I appreciate you coming on. I have a variety of guests that come on, uh, current NHLers, uh, NHL alumni, OHLers, NCAA, USHL, and other sports as well, soccer and basketball people. So I do appreciate you coming on. Um, love talking to guys that and kids that want to make it to the next level that are eligible for the draft and just, you know, have a good head on their shoulders at 18 years old, uh, making me feel old. I'm a 95 and you're an 02. So but, uh, you know, I uh, appreciate you coming on and uh, best of luck moving forward, man. Yeah, thanks, Nicholas. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Anytime. Anytime. I'm sure we'll keep in touch. Uh, listen, everyone, that was Tristan Lennox, OHL goaltender for the Saginaw Spirit uh, and eligible for the 2021 NHL entry draft. Could be one of the top goaltenders to go. Hey, keep an eye, folks. Pretty damn good if I don't say so myself. I'm Nicholas Fiore, the broadcast voice of the Oakville Blades. Follow because more episodes are coming with even different sports as well as Instagram lives mostly every other week on Thursday night. Keep in touch, everyone. Stay safe and mamma mia. Now Davis takes it and looks to come the other way. Davis is in, trying to drive, and he will look to go across. Good play to Davis, though, to get it right back to him. He goes down low to Israel's. Centering, it's there. Score! Stevie, Stevie, Stevie! Steven Weddle scores his first OJHL playoff goal for the Oakville Blades. This game is opening up in a big way for both teams. Ricketts centering. What a pass, Israel's breakaway. The move, scores! What a goal for the Alaska Fairbanks commit. The assistant captain, Harrison Israel's, with an absolute dandy. Download Alliance. Jack Lyons centering. Scores! The double jacks combined as the, that puck popped up like a jack in a box. And it's Jack Ricketts from Jack Lyons. 6 1 on the 40th shot of the game. It's all over. Well, Smith hits it in. A chance here can develop, but the Blades will look to take it. And, is, and Ricketts finds Israel's. Breakaway Israel's. A chance backhand. Rebound. That was Mamma Mia! This is Fire Talk with Nicholas Fiore. Thank you for watching and stay tuned for the next episode.